what makes my business defiant is it goes back to my own journey of being in corporate America and conforming to a certain corporate standard and, you know, trying to conform to what somebody wanted in order to get a job rather than being my authentic self and saying, you know, these are my skills and this is the direction I wanted to go. When I was conforming to somebody else's standard and what somebody else wanted from me, I was getting further and further away from myself and further and further the person I wanted to be personally and professionally. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. My name is Ruthie, and I'm your host. And I am super excited to invite on one of my new business friends. We've been running in the same coaching circle. We are in the same program together. And the more I've heard her talk, the more I was just like, oh, you know what? We should have like a coffee chat. And then our coffee chat led it led to this interview here today. And I'm really excited because we have a lot of brand values in common. We both very much care and and believe in the power of authenticity. And so today with me, I have Andrea Mastro-Batista. So Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Ruthie. So Andrea is, her title, is chief empowerment officer. How cool is that? I know now that you've heard it, you probably want to go back and be like, I'm not a chief executive officer anymore. I'm also a chief empowerment officer, but her company is Operation Inspiration. And she helps you to recognize, embrace, and embody your innate power to be your truest and very best self so you can live the life you love. Andrea, that is just wonderful. We're going to have such an uplifting conversation. I can feel it already. So just to get started, can you tell us about the type of work that you do over at Operation Inspiration? How do you work with people? Well, I conduct workshops and also keynote speeches for different women's empowerment groups and such, but primarily workshops that do exactly what my mission said that you just re- that you just uh, stated. I help women to embrace and embody who they truly are so that they can create and live the lives that they love. So I have workshops. My primarily workshop right now is called Take Yourself Off the Shelf. I have workshops coming up about resilience. And since COVID, I before COVID, I was doing this primarily in person. Mm-hmm. Since COVID, life has changed and I've moved things primarily online, although I'm looking forward to getting back into in-person as well. I'm doing a hybrid. I'm doing both. Oh, nice. 
that, well, that I think doing hybrid is, is probably a good direction to go in. I think one of the things that COVID did for us, right, it expanded a lot of us, our networks, right? I mean, I was already online, but for a lot of people who were primarily working local, the, the local networking group started seeing people from all over the place. There's a, a networking group here in Annapolis that started getting people from New York and Florida and Hawaii. And it was just like from all over the place, these people were tuning in because it was on Zoom and, and they heard about what a great group it was on Zoom. And so they just tuned in from wherever they were. And, and so by keeping your options open, right, doing things online as well as, as doing them in person allows you to help more of the people that you've connected with since the pandemic. Exactly. I, uh, for example, I've been involved in a particular women's in, uh, empowerment group called Believe, Inspire, Grow, and they have membership throughout the world. So I've been mm-hmm. talking to people in um, South America and Spain and just all sorts of different places. Uh, so I've literally gone international, which is exciting. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's amazing. And I think with the state of the world and and just kind of how much how many conversations that we're having around you know these types of topics right showing up as your your true self and and having you know a good good mental health and and just accepting and self-care and self-love the work that you do is definitely in the forefront right now these are the types of things that people are looking for you know they recognize i have to eat food to keep my body healthy i got to exercise to to kind of keep things moving the way i want them to move i read you know, things to kind of help my, my intelligence, my, my mental environment. But when we look at like our emotional environment, you know, what does that look like for us? So can you tell us a bit, what led you to start Operation Inspiration? Like, you know, now it's a company and and you're doing these workshops, but, but what was before that? Like what started that? What led you to that point of starting your own business? Well, it's a loaded question, <laughs> and I'm glad you asked. I'm a communications professional. I have a degree in communications, and so I spent the first 16 years of my career in corporate America, mm-hmm. and the biggest lesson that I learned from that was corporate America is not was not for me. I was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. I was downsized at the end of 2004 from corporate America and haven't been back full-time since. I've had, you know, I will speak in front of corporate audiences, obviously, as a speaker, but I have not been employed. Um, by a corporation full time, which is it's really best for me. It's not talking. We were talking about authenticity before. It's not who I am. So what led me to it was uh, after I was downsized, mm-hmm. the company I was with gave me and all the people that are downsized three free months with a career counseling service. So in speaking with my career counselor, he literally said to me that interview question that that you probably have heard several times throughout your career listeners, he said, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? And Ruthie, I'm telling you, I literally had an Oprah aha moment because I realized in answering that question over the years, no matter where I was in my career, my answer was a little bit different, but the the sentence that was consistently there was I want to inspire people. So he said, okay, well, let's figure out how you can do this. You are a communications professional. You're comfortable in front of an audience why don't you give what he called at the time, going, this going back 16, 17 years, keynote speeches, to which I said, mm-hmm. I, I said, I've been there, done that as a per- I'm, for the audience that doesn't know because they can't see me. I'm in a person in a wheelchair. So he, he said, do keynote speeches about your life in a wheelchair. And I said, been there, done that, owned several T-shirts. And he went, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. This could be your entree in so that you can you know, develop topics that you really want to talk about. And he was right. I, you know, I started talking about my life in a wheelchair. I, it, it evolved into 
finding the career meant for you because I knew in uh, being an inspirational speaker and a workshop facilitator, I had found my calling. And then it evolved into what my credo is for my company, which is no matter what challenges you face, you have what it takes inside of you to be your best, truest self and to create a life you love. So mm-hmm. I was really, I did that. I'm doing that for myself in, in evolving my company. And in turn, I'm teaching people how to do it. So that, that's my journey. That's my journey. Yeah. So wow. after 16 years in corporate America where I was, you know, conforming to a role that people wanted me in, you know, see, uh, you, you have to conform in order to fit certain, certain roles, certain jobs. I am now defining it for myself and being who I truly am. And I am growing closer rather than farther to the person I want to be and the career that I want and the life that I want. And I want to do that, help other people do that as well. So that's why I do what I do. That is amazing. And I have to say that question, where do you want to be in five to 10 years? I find that question more difficult now as an entrepreneur than I ever did as an employee. And I think it's because as an entrepreneur, you know, you get to, you're drawing the map. And it feels like instead of charting a course on a map that already exists, I feel like I am charting a course while simultaneously drawing the map. So mm-hmm. I don't like where I think there are certain things, like you said, like this is what I'll be doing, mm-hmm. but how I'm going to be doing that in five or 10 years, it almost seems presumptuous to say with the speed at which, you know, technology is developing, the speed at which people are becoming comfortable with that technology. How could I presume to say five or 10 years when, you know, in the future, instead of doing like Zoom calls, I don't know, maybe it'll be like an augmented reality thing through like Google glasses or something. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. That's why, that's why you have to, you have to, because go back to what I said, my answer changed throughout my career. Every time I answered mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, it was different throughout my career of, you know, how I was going to get, the, where do I see myself in five or 10 years? But the consistency of that one, that one statement of, I want to inspire people really crystallized it for me. So that will change, I'm sure, over the years. Yeah. I feel I will always be inspiring people, but the way I do it, it's, I mean, in the, in the 16 years, 15 years, 16 years since I've been doing this professionally, my methods have changed clearly with COVID right. you know, used to be most primarily in person. Now I'm primarily virtual and that will change as well as we get back out into the world. It'll, you know, it'll even out a little bit. So, yes, yes. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So just, I guess, just curious, what was like the biggest like pivot for your business and, you know, with 2020, the pandemic COVID and everything, with COVID. what do you feel like the biggest pig pivot was for you? This was the biggest pivot because what I didn't say was that I also had, as an entrepreneur, up until very recently, I had two businesses. When I left corporate America, I had already started a web and print design business. And and because before I had that aha, inspire people moment, I thought web design was my calling. And I had started that business back in 2000. So I was already doing that. Even while I was in corporate America, I was doing that on the side. Well, when the pandemic hit, I I had had dreams for the longest time of making Operation Inspiration my sole source of income, but it was very scary because web and print design had been my main bread and butter and making that jump, I wasn't emotionally, psychologically, et cetera, ready yet to do it. 
the very first week of the quarantine for us, New Jersey closed down the first week of March. And within the week of the state closing down, I, prior to that week, I had had a number of retainer clients where I, they paid me a monthly fee mm-hmm. to maintain their websites. Every single one of those clients in that first week of quarantine closed down, suspended their contracts. So I went from having mm-hmm. steady income to no steady income whatsoever. I had, you know, income here and there of uh, little sporadic website work, wow. but I had no steady income. And rather than freaking out, which is what the old corporate Andrea would have done and chasing those clients down and saying, and lowering my prices and saying, no, 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 we can, I can do it for, you know, bargain basement prices. I said, this is a quarantine. This is an unprecedented time in our uh, world history. People are going to need inspiration. If ever there was a time for me to really get my courage muscles up and make the jump, it's now. So I did. And I literally threw myself for the last year and change into learning how to go digital, create digital courses, market digital courses. And that's what I'm doing now. I launched my first digital course in May and I'm launching two more what they call evergreen courses which are uh, primarily fully recorded rather than live courses, because that's the direction I'm going in at the moment. I'm launching one next week and then one the week after that. So I'm really ramped up into this digital world. Okay. So those, those, those courses will be live in September then. And Mm -hmm. that means they'll be available by the time this podcast episode goes live. So we'll have to make sure to include links there for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So to kind of close out our entrepreneur journey exploration of you, Andrea, I always like to ask my guests this question because it seems it seems like a good question, a perfect question because we're here on the Defiant Business Podcast. And so I have to ask, what makes your business defiant? What makes my business defiant is it goes back to my own journey of being in corporate America and conforming to a certain corporate standard and, you know, trying to conform to what somebody wanted in order to get a job rather than being my authentic self and saying, no, these are my skills and this is direction, the direction I wanted to go. When I was conforming to somebody else's standard and what else somebody else wanted from me, I was getting further and further away from myself and further and further the person I wanted to be personally and professionally. So in my business, going back to that credo of being your authentic self and creating the life that you that you love i'm defying that that conformity so that's where i'm defiant okay well we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast and i just want to point out right we're talking about defying conformity and and that's one of the things that definitely pops up a lot when we talk about marketing our businesses how are we going to sound different it seems like there's so much noise out here and i think the beauty of it is and, and i think you see this probably in your own work as well is that no matter how many human beings we've had on the planet we all if we can take the time to discover it just have this unique if we if every single human being was a note we each have our own unique note. We just have to learn how to express it, which means that there won't be anyone like you. There will be similarities, but there will be no copy. There is no carbon copy of you, except as we put those carbon copies out there because we're trying to conform. So I 
that's kind of where I saw the correlation there as well to my own work. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of defying that conformity, everybody thinks, oh, well, this person does it this way and, and they're successful. So I want to do it that way. And I want to sound just like them because they're successful. And it's just, it does not work. Yeah. It goes <laughs> back to what you do because I, I love what you do and your, because authenticity is in your branding, mm-hmm. you know? And so when there, because I mean, there are several people out in the world that do what you do and that do what I do, but they don't do it the way that I do it and they don't do it the way that you do it. And that's what, that's what makes us defiant. Yes. And, and we just have to have confidence, right. To move, to keep moving and to keep going. And I think that's what ends up holding some people up is they end up not, you know, losing confidence or not having that confidence or courage, as you talked about, you know, building your courage muscles and deciding to just do things. We have to build those things. It takes practice. Confidence, courage, and resilience, which is something we're also going to talk about. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So this has been just kind of just a brief look at, at Andrea's entrepreneur journey. And, and she's done another podcast interview recently. So I would definitely recommend you go check out her social media channels, check out what she's up to. But as a professional speaker, somebody who delivers these types of workshops, she's got a story to tell and she's telling it. And I think that that's absolutely amazing. I found one of the best ways to help people be authentic is to be authentic. And, you know, that means getting vulnerable and and being out there and putting ourselves out there. And Andrea, you're doing just such a great job at it. So thank you so much for agreeing to join me on the podcast today. Thank you, Ruthie. This was so much fun. All right. So everybody who's listening, remember, this was Andrea's entrepreneur journey episode, which means that next week, her episode about that dives into a specific area of her expertise, that will be what goes live next. And so I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. So make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you share, and we will see you again next week to uh, continue talking with Andrea and diving into her area of expertise. Thanks for listening enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.